You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Ministry Growth Show. We've been talking with Randy Valentine, uh, Chief Marketing Officer of Global Media Outreach today. It's been a really uh, amazing conversation, and we wanted to make sure that we were able to get to all of the questions that we had outlined uh, for this episode. So uh, this is a continuation of part two of that conversation. Randy, thanks for being on the show and uh, continuing this conversation. continuing this conversation around digital discipleship and what you guys are doing at GMO. Absolutely, man. Thank you for the conversation. It's, it's an important one and it's a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, we, we've been having this conversation around digital discipleship. Um, if, if you want to go back and look at part one or listen to part one of that episode, um, it's been a really, really uh, insightful conversation, but Randy, what are some of the challenges and struggles that you have faced since uh, starting with global media outreach? You know, that's a great question. I think, you know, still being relatively new, I'm, I'm learning about the, the the challenges and, you know, that we have. And uh, one of the biggest challenges is number one, you know, volunteers, you know, having enough people who want to, um, you know, be an online disciple um, or discipler. You know, the second thing is with, with, you know, COVID coming on and, you know, an increase in online activity, um, you know, we're seeing increased responses to, to gospel presentations, which means increased um, requests for people wanting to be discipled. And so we're seeing um, traffic to our website, godlife.com, um, increase as well. But I think, you know, the, the bigger challenge there is how do you keep, I think one of the bigger challenges is how do you keep um, this relationship going online? And with so many distractions and so many other things going on, um, it, it's, it can be a challenge, um, to maintain a relationship with someone online. Um, it, we're doing it and it's, we're, we're seeing it, you know, be pretty effective, but I would like to see it increase even more. Um, and so I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges. I mean, there's others, but I think it's that long-term online relationship with someone that you don't know, um, that's, that can be a, a real challenge. And so are you guys hopeful and working towards um, working towards taking those relationships that it seems like a lot of the work that you guys are doing is like initial engagement in a dis- digital discipleship relationship. Are you going to continue to move towards and seek ways to try to ha- turn that initial engagement discipleship relationship into a long-term di- digital discipleship relationship or do you envision this as digital discipleship is f- primarily beneficial in a initial engagement space? And then what we want to move towards is face-to-face discipleship, getting them plugged into a church, getting them plugged in with somebody that is a disciple maker um, and, and get them into like a community type setting. Yes. And that, that is our ultimate goal. And so, 
Um, again, that's been a challenge, but what we're working on right now, um, and hopefully it's going to launch sometime in early 2021, is a new um, proprietary uh, database, for lack of a better description, uh, which is tracking not only you know these gospel visits, but then tracking the discipleship activity. But then one step further that we're looking to do, and we're actually testing this in three different countries right now, um, India, Azerbaijan, and Uzbekistan, uh, we're testing this with a partner. And that is, how do then you take someone who is being discipled and then connecting them to a local church on the ground? And so I say testing it because, again, it's that can be a challenge. And I figure if we can make it happen in these three countries, we can probably make it happen in most countries around the world. Um, these, are, <laughs> these, are, these are challenging countries. And so... Um, and so that's, again, this is a, a secure software, um, database, um, CRM, I guess would be another way to, to think of it that, uh, is, is tracking these conversations. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day saying, Hey, man, we'd love to take this a little bit further. You know, I'm, I'm based in Lebanon. Um, you live in Azerbaijan. Uh, I would love to connect you with the local church. So, uh, are you interested in that? And so we have a dialogue about that. Now there's obviously some security challenges with that. You know, you need to make sure the person you're talking to is legitimately interested in going to a church and not interested in, in destroying that church. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're still working out those kinks with these partners. Um, the partner that we're working with has been doing this for a long time. And so we're trusting their expertise in this. And so really our goal is to kind of feed them these, these leads, if you want to call it that, and say, hey, you vet them. And then you connect them with your church network that you have on the ground. But I know there's other organizations um, out there that do this type of thing. And so ultimately we want to connect with them and, and partner with them. Um, because again, our kind of our expertise is what I call the top of the funnel, the gospel presentations, initial discipleship. And then now let's connect them to a church. That's, that's not our expertise, but I know there are organizations that, that do that. And, uh, so ultimately we would like to partner with them. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that idea. I think the partnership uh, is an underused uh, idea and term and strategy in the <laughs> ministry space for sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, what what kind of platforms are you guys focusing on and finding the most success in? Um, you know the the when you say platforms, as far as connecting, like social, like social media. Ah, uh, yes. What, uh, the most success we're seeing right now. So we utilize um, Google and uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, TikTok is a, another um, platform that is uh, increasing dramatically. Facebook uh, is another one that uh, is working well also. And so um, there's a few other kind of up and comers that are, that are new that we're testing right now. Uh, but those are kind of the big four uh, platforms that you know, we've been working on Google for a long time. And, uh, you know, there's concerns there possibly of, you know, will they say no to what we're doing and kind of block us? And, but that hasn't happened yet. And so Mm. until that day, we're just going to keep pushing and we're just going to keep, keep going for it. Um, but those, you know, the big, the big platforms that you can think of, those are the ones that we're using. The great thing about that is of course, is we have tracking with that. And so again, for us, it's important to know who's clicking on what ads, um, who's responding to what, so we can analyze all that stuff, uh, through Google analytics. Uh, which allows us to, you know, try to be as effective as possible. Yeah. So you guys haven't seen any censorship at this point? No, not really. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been pretty, pretty open up to this point. And so we're thankful for that. Um, you know, 
who knows what the future looks like. Uh, but I think it would, it would be an interesting thing if they actually did try to shut something like that down. Um, I don't know what that would look like, or I don't know how that would play out, but I mean, that would set a pretty, pretty interesting precedent. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't, yeah. So anyways, we're, uh, we're just, like I said, we're just going to keep plugging away and just keep doing what we do. Hmm. Well, and do you, I mean, it sounds like you have numbers that are significant enough for them to take notice. I wonder if, you know, if, if your numbers were so small that they just didn't look at you and consider you, that would be one thing, but it sounds like you guys are getting an, enough impressions to be recognized. Well, I, th- I would, I would think so. Um, now, I mean, compared to maybe for-profit organizations and what people are spending on ads, maybe we are still small, but I mean, the bulk of our yeah. budget, which is, you know, millions of dollars a year go toward purchasing ads. And, you know, the, the, the more money we can raise, the more ads we can buy, the more people yeah. will see the gospel. And so it's just, it's a pretty simple formula, but I mean, we're spending quite a bit of money. And so I would imagine, um, you know, we're on the radar. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure they, you know, like getting the funds. And so, and so I'm sure, right. you know, and again, I'm not really inside the walls there inside their heads, but, um, you know, maybe we are actually too small really to notice at this point. Cause I'm sure there's some, you know, the Nikes and the Cokes and, you know, others like that are spending a lot more than we are on ads. On yeah. Those platforms. Um, Hundreds of millions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So you've talked, you touched on the uh, potential tool that you guys are working on coming next year. What are some of the other tools that you guys are using on the technology side, um, maybe internally to engage with and connect with people? Yeah, that's, you know, right now we, we've got a, a an older system um, that we've been using for a long time. And uh, again, it's, it's really a proprietary um secure. We didn't build it ourselves, but we partnered with other organizations to build it. And so it's just kind of reached its limits right now. That's why we're, we've been working on this other platform actually for a couple of years now. It's, it's taken quite a while uh, because what it's going to do, you know, the, the beautiful thing about it is it's going to be able to tell the story of someone from when they first click on an ad to when they connect with a church and everything in between. And so we feel like it's important to be able to tell that story um, of the journey of seekers going from saying yes to Jesus to, you know, connecting to a local body of believers. That's a, that's a really important journey. And so getting all those pieces in place is not that easy (laughs) technologically. And so um, we're actually in beta right now. So we're getting close and uh, we just, you know, like I said, we're hoping to launch hopefully, you know, early 2021. Um, But the cool thing about this is, is is what you said earlier is it allows us to partner with other organizations. Cause again, we don't, we can't do everything. We're not good at everything. And we kind of have our swim lane and uh, we want to partner with other organizations uh, to, you know, to help. I mean, content, discipleship content, you know, disciplers, online missionaries, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the local church on the ground around the world. Um, There's lots of partners uh, that we want to talk to and will want to talk to once this is live to say, Hey, we've got this thing. Um, Let's partner together for the kingdom and let's help, you know, let's help grow the kingdom and, and bring people into a relationship with a body of believers so they can become disciples themselves and, and then repeat, you know, I mean, that's kind of the, the big goal in all of this is, you know, disciples, discipling disciples, you know? Mm. So this new tool is going to be able to take a, someone who engages with that initial content and ad piece, 
and walk them, or you're going to be able to walk with them through the entire process until engagement with a in a face-to-face discipleship relationship or local church type engagement. Right, exactly. And it's it's you know it's anonymous unless they give us their information. But yes, it's it's they click on an ad. Obviously, we know that. Um, if they say yes and they give us their name, uh, we'll know that that'll be stored in the database. And then we, we log all the conversations that they have. So, you know, the online missionaries can go back and say, oh yeah, they were, they were struggling with this and wow, they overcame that now. And now they have this other challenge. And so we want to be able to, you know, to document all those conversations so we can disciple in a, in the right way. And then from there, yes, you know, where are you located? You know, if we can build that trust with them. And then um, say, hey, we'd love to connect you with the local body of believers. Are you, are you willing to do that? And uh, if so, we'd, we'd love to, to make that connection. And then from that point, then they can connect with the third party organizations and, you know, hopefully, you know, connect to a house church or a mega church or somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it's going to be an amazing and incredibly powerful tool. It, it will be. It's just, it's, man, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Trying to kick this thing to the finish line. It's like, come on, we're so close. And it's just, you know, it's, but, you know, you want to make sure it's secure. You want to make sure it's working well. Right. You know, want to make sure it's, it's, you know, it's doing everything it's supposed to do. And it just takes a while. Well, and from a, for you guys, from a marketing standpoint, I imagine that the, the potential for you to be able to track those stories of transformation is going to increase exponentially. It will. And he's absolutely right. What you just said is spot on. And so again, anonymous stories, unless they say, yes, you can use my real name and location, but yes, we'll have more stories of, of more transformation. Um, that's actually stored in this database. So we can, you know, part of the, the challenge with this is we want it to be searchable by keywords. And so that's one of the elements of this has taken a while. It's like, how do we create those keyword searches within the database? So it pulls up the right stories. And then, you know, People can submit photographs as well. So there's just a lot of different elements to it. But yes, man, the, the, the beauty of this is we can then tell the story to say, hey, this is what's happening around the world. Or this is what's happening in, in you know, XYZ town or village in the middle of, uh, you know, Africa. Um, huh. And so that's that's the goal is we, we want people to know what's happening. We want people to know God's moving and he's doing amazing things around the world. People's lives are being transformed. They're being changed. Um, the communities are being changed. And so, I mean, it starts to open up on, on that end. When you start to get to the bottom of the funnel, if you call it that, there's so many opportunities for partnerships, you know, community development and community discipleship and um, all kinds of different things that would open up opportunities for, you know, kingdom partnerships. And so we're pretty excited about it. Um, you know, just we'll, we'll take everyone's prayers to help us get this thing over the finish line because it's it's really important. It's a really important piece of uh piece of software yeah it'll be exciting to see when that comes out and how uh, effective it is as a tool for you guys yeah we're we we agree <laughs> we can't wait <laughs> um what what is your guys working definition within the organization for discipleship like are, are there any disciple making strategies or tools or models that you're using are you working from uh, disciple making movements or church planting movements or any of those known strategies in that discipleship making space? Or is, is it a little bit nuanced because you guys are digitally focused? What does that kind of look like? Yeah, it's, it's more nuanced. So we don't actually, we aren't following or adhering to any one particular model. It's, it's, you know, even though we've been doing this for 15 years, it's um, we found 
one effective way to do things is to supply people with discipleship materials. Um, and then, but what we're realizing now is, you know, we really need to take that further and we want to try to connect them with a real person on the ground. And so we've, we've talked a little bit about that, but for us, it's supplying people with what they need. And so like, for example, if people were to go to godlife.com, um, it's our discipleship website, you'll see just the mass of information that's out there. And one of the things that the team has done is actually created um, the opportunity to search for content, um, you know, based on keywords. And so, you know, it's interesting because the content out there is actually really good for believers as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing content, not just new believers, but those who have been following the Lord for a while. Um, and so we want to supply people with the tools um, necessary to further their walk with the Lord. But again, we just in the past few years realized that's not enough. We've got to go further and we've got to go deeper in this. And so that's the reason we're creating this database. And then ultimately we want to create partnerships because it's, um, we don't want anybody to drop off. You know, we want everyone yeah. to be able to be discipled. And so um, that's really our, our, our focus. Let's get this done. Let's get some partnerships going. Um, and then let's see, you know, see that discipleship process grow and grow and grow. And it's, it's actually, you know, it's, Zach, it's really exciting. Um, honestly, I mean, it's, the more I talk about it with you, the more excited I get to say, wow, this is going to be, this could be a game changer. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So we're, it's exciting. Well, and, and exciting for the the church as well. The opportunities for the church to uh, accept this invitation from Christ to be a part of what He's doing, this redemption of humanity. Like He that that command is uh, incredible invitation to be a part of that. It's not like just like anything else. Any of His commands are not for our just because He wants to lord you know power over us. It's because He has that's what's best for us right and so being in a being a discipler the the exciting opportunity that that is for the church to come alongside Christ in the work that he's doing um like the right now where we have primarily it seems a pulpit driven discipleship model uh, the the opportunity for the congregations of the church to step in and be a part of that and the, accept that call and command and invitation is really, really exciting. And so, um, you know, I don't know what it looks like to get the church on board with this. Obviously there's some mindset shifts that need to take place. And, uh, like I grew up in the church and it was, there was a very big shift in my mindset way later in my life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know what that looks like to shift that. Maybe it's not focusing on shifting, but just doing what we're doing in the church, seeing what's working and saying, Hey, we want to come alongside what's already working. I don't, I don't know, but the invitation is an exciting one for the church mm-hmm. and, and she should look at it as an opportunity to be a part of what Christ is doing. Cause he's invited us into that partnership and that that's an incredible invitation. Man, you're so right. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, it's interesting too, because from an online discipleship perspective, it's an easy entree. It's an easy on road to discipleship. Mm. I think there there's probably a lot of believers out there, probably a lot of, you know, the church, the big C church who are like, man, I don't know if I can disciple someone. I don't know the Bible that well, or I don't know how would I answer these questions. And I think online discipleship is it is an on road to that to say, Hey, you know, sign up. Um, your local church can easily set up something. It's super easy and say, Hey, let's just be online disciplers first. Let's connect with people online. 
And let's just share the love of Jesus that way, answer their questions, you know, to go through Bible studies together, whatever it is. I mean, it could be really easy, something as simple as, hey, let's just go through the book of John, you know, read chapter one this week and let's hop online next week and let me know what questions you have. And here's what I, here's what God said to me about it. I mean, really, really simple. Um, But that creates, that's the beginning of that relationship. And then from there, if people feel comfortable, then maybe they can take it to um, a face-to-face you know, maybe even within the church or whatever it is that, that you know, the church building. Um, but online discipleship, I really feel like it's an easy way for people to get involved in discipleship. And perhaps that's what needs to be um, a story that needs to be told and to say, hey, this is something that we can do as a church, you know, that get more people involved in discipleship. Don't leave it up to the pastor. Um, yeah, invite people to church. That's great. But you know what? We can do that too. And like you said, we can just, you know, imagine if we just connected with three people. And just started, you know, having these discipleship, you know, even online discipleship meetings. Um, mm. it, it could be a game changer. Well, and that kind of leads into my my next question, which is why do you think digital discipleship is so important? I think that there's a a mindset or a stigma about digital that oh, that is just for like that's just social media that. Uh, you know, the younger generations play around with and it's a huge waste of time and there's, you can't actually have a digital or a a discipleship relationship online, or at least engage with someone online. It's just, that's the mindset I think maybe is, that's just something new and it's a fad and it's uh, not a, you know, viable way to have a discipleship relationship. But how would you push back on, I think probably what is a mindset, especially with generations older than mine, uh, maybe about my generation and up, uh, where it's like, uh, social media is just this thing that we hate, that we're all on, but we hate, and it can't be viable for digital discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like that, what, How would you push back on that and, and speak into why digital discipleship is so important? Well, I think, you know, we can always come up with excuses. Um, Mm. And I think, uh, you know, I think back to like Luther and Wycliffe and Tyndale uh, when the when the Bible was first printed. Same response. Oh, we can't have a a printed Bible for everyone. They can't have their own Bible. What's that going to do to, you know, this this whole Christianity thing? And so it's going to be heresy everywhere. Exactly. And it's like, well, we know we're, we're past that, hopefully. And so now it's this, <laughs> this online discipleship piece is a really big deal. It's like, look, here's a deal. You know, especially now that since last spring with COVID, um, so much has gone online. And, you know, it's probably not going to be the answer forever, but it's an opportunity. And people are more familiar with being online now than ever before. And so whether it's a Zoom call or whether it's a chat or whether it's on Facebook or whatever it is, um, Connecting with people online is actually a viable thing. I'm doing it every day. My office is in Colorado. Our headquarters are in Plano. I connect with my team several times every day. It works. And so it's just a matter of believing that it works, stepping into it, and then actually giving it a try. And I think if people would give it a try, they would see, wow, I actually can connect with somebody on a pretty deep level. You know, And it's interesting. Some people are probably more apt to open up about their struggles in their life online Versus face-to-face. And so I think if we could just change the mindset a little bit um, and not make an excuse, but say, hey, it's a new channel. I'm going to try it. Um, I think people are going to be surprised at, uh, at the results that they see. I mean, we're, we're seeing it. 
um, with our online missionaries. And uh, I mean, lives are being changed and it works. And so um, I think it's it's something that people need to, to try. I think it's something that the church, like I mentioned earlier, I think the local church could, I mean, you can tell me, even a congregation of just 100 people, you can tell me that there's five people in your congregation that wouldn't be willing to log on for an hour or two a day and answer questions and disciple people online. I mean, it's there's got to be people who are actually interested in doing that uh, because there's such a need out there. Um, yeah. And so, you know, maybe there's just we need to talk about this more and maybe we need to uh, start reaching out to churches and say, hey, have you thought about this? That's another thing. Maybe maybe a lot of churches haven't even thought about it. Um, mm. So, you know, maybe we just need to get the word out. Well, and the, the the thing that excites me the most about digital discipleship is the opportunity in what we've talked about already, this unreached people group locations, the 1040 window locations, the unreached language groups of the world, mm-hmm. where you've got a, you know, a, a mom in Iran who is um, – if she was to go out and have a discipleship relationship and have coffee with some known believer or an unknown believer and ha- do that in the, the local market uh, at a coffee shop, the ramifications for her are significant, mm-hmm. right? The, the, uh, the result of that could be deadly oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to, and the opportunities to connect with that mom in Iran in the privacy of her home. Uh, I mean, obviously you, run into privacy of internet in some of those locations and you have to deal with that too. But uh, there's opportunities to engage with people in those hostile locations that, you know, that we can engage with them in the safety of their home and the safety of their computer and, and have a, at least a, that initial engagement, the initial discipleship relationship with that person without putting them in uh n- unnecessary harm's way. And so that those are the opportunities that I think really excite excite me the most. Um and again, like internet spying in some of those locations is a real thing. And so how do you navigate that? I don't know what that ends up looking like, but um just exploring this idea in those locations that are unreached, um, you know, the the digital is a really exciting opportunity for those type of spaces. Well, it is. And that's, that's a really, really good point. It is, it's can be safer and really it is safer. Um, and for those who, you know, don't feel comfortable meeting in person, um, this gives them an opportunity to connect with someone, at least ask some initial questions. And so part of the, the solution that needs to be created is a secure um, communication mechanism. I mean, what we currently do at Gold Media Outreach is we typically when we're, discipling someone it's done through their email address. And so that can also have some dangers associated with it, unless, you know, they're the only ones that have access to their email address and to their uh, inbox. Um, so, you know, I think of something like a, uh, um, like a TikTok or, or other, not that platform specifically, but a platform where you can have these secure communications with someone where there's no record kept on their end, on the, on the seeker, on the disciple side of things. Um, the person that's in that dangerous area, um, there's no record of that conversation being kept. So if someone does grab their phone and say, hey, what are you doing? Um, they won't find any evidence of it. I don't know if that technology exists, but something like that, I think, is really important, um, you know, to be able to, from a safety perspective, like you were like you were talking about. Um, yeah. So 
you know, to come up with that kind of a solution, I think is, is a big deal. Um, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, it gives people opportunities to learn more, to uh, go deeper in a safe, relatively safe environment. Hmm. I mean, honestly, that could even be right here in the United States. I mean, let's take a, a hostile a, a, a family in Colorado Springs. Mom and dad are hostile to the gospel, but the the you know the teenager is like, "Wow, who is this Jesus? I want to learn more." I mean, it could have implications right here in my own neighborhood. You know, I just absolutely. But, so it's it's uh, I think it's a really important thing. And you know, here's the other thing too. I've been thinking about recently. You know, the internet right now is the single most effective communication tool the world has ever known. We can connect with people around the world instantly. And so how do we use that for good? How do we use that for the kingdom? And this online discipleship concept method is, I think is it's a must. I mean, we, we really need to build up on this more and do more of this. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Well, I, th- I think uh, COVID has just been this thing that one has exposed the church's uh, use of digital that exposed mm-hmm. that, you know, she's not that great at it <laughs> and is still, is still functioning in this uh, broadcast era. Let's just put our, uh, our content up and, and leave it at that and mm-hmm. hope we get a thousand eyeballs this Sunday um, that, you know, that that's kind of the mindset right now. We're still function even, you know, however many months into this COVID thing, we're still functioning in that way. There's some, there's a lot of ministries that are doing well. They're engaging. They're they're taking it beyond just broadcast and and seeking to find ways, creative ways to, um, to engage with people online. But I think we can take it so much further. Mm-hmm. There's so many more incredible opportunities beyond just broadcasting our Sunday service and our, you know, weekly devotion online and hoping that we get, you know, the thousand eleven hundred eyeballs on our on our piece of content that that week. Um, the opportunities are so much bigger and you guys are clearly seeing this um, in the work mm-hmm. that you guys are doing. So, um, you know, what does it look like? Uh, one, I think clearly the Lord, the more ministries we talk to in this space, he is, you know, obviously taking this bummer situation and turning it and using it for his good mm-hmm. and, and getting the church to see, Hey, there is real, legitimate, tangible opportunity to make disciples engage with people online, you know, much more effectively than we can in our, some of our old models. And not that we need to get rid of the like traditional Western church model, you know, that I don't, I think there's a lot of, you see both sides of the argument in, in the space right now, like, Oh, see the, the Western church model is broken and needs to be completely renovated. Well, like there's a lot of good there coming is. out of the Western church, right? <laughs> yes, so is. let's not, let's not go crazy. Right. Let's just recognize that God is doing some incredible stuff amidst this pandemic, amidst this craziness that we're seeing in our world right now and, and showing his bride. Hey, again, he's always inviting. He's always, he's patient. He's, and he's inviting us into this redemptive work and saying, Hey, Look at this opportunity. Hey, look at this opportunity. Hey, guys, guys, come over right. here. Look at this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, let's. I, I, I just want to figure out how we can get the church to see and start engaging and start being a part of what he's inviting us into. Because I, I think it's clear that he's inviting us into something really exciting. 
Well, he is. I agree. I feel like there's an opportunity just, just sitting here right in front of us. Like it's so obvious that it's almost hard to see, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, 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 it's a safe, again, it's relatively safe, um, uh, you know, risk-free, if you want to call it that way to share about Jesus and make disciples online. Again, it doesn't have to be face-to-face initially. I think it eventually needs to be, but right right out of the gate, it's that initial opportunity to create a relationship with someone. And as a church, lower C church, you know, building group of people that meet around the corner, you know, to the big C church, I mean, individuals could do this as well. But I think, you know, if I think about some of the, you know, what are some of the biggest struggles that I face from a work perspective? And sometimes the the hardest thing to do is take that next step. You know what I mean? Like, I know I need to get to this project needs to get done, but man, what's my next step? And I think churches don't know what's that next step to actually make this happen. And so perhaps there's just, you know, uh, some, somehow reaching out to churches to say, look, it's actually easy. Just need to do these three things. This will get you set up. This is, you know, what this looks like for, you know, ad buys or whatever. And then bam, you're going to be able to respond to people in your community. Um, you know, the, the targeting that we have from a digital perspective is so amazing. I mean, you can literally, you know, down to the zip code, you know, do, yeah. do ads. And so, you know, churches, I just don't know if they know that or if they're thinking about it. So anyways, um, it's a huge opportunity. And yeah, I don't think they necessarily need to change what they're doing day to day. But here's another door to walk through, to then, you know, engage more people for the kingdom. Oh man, that's so good. Well, Randy, this has been incredible. Uh, I'm excited to get these two episodes out and and share this with our audience. And I'm sure that you're going to want to share this with yours. So if uh, people want to get a hold of you, learn more about Global Media Outreach, how can they do so? Sure. Uh, Just, you know, you can always just go to globalmediaoutreach.com. Um, and you can find us uh, there. Pretty much everything about us is there on the website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, just check out Randy Valentine. Um, you'll see my, my profile there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm excited to get this out there. I hope it stirs a little bit of passion and a little bit of interest and uh, you know, kind of stirs up the pot a little bit and uh, maybe even makes for more conversations in the future. So I think it's, a, it's yeah. an important conversation to have. Oh man, absolutely. Well, Randy, can I pray for you and and GMO? Absolutely. Yes, please. Father, I just lift up Randy and his team at Global Media Outreach. I pray that you would just continue to do uh, amazing work through this organization, through Randy and his team. I pray that uh, people would see their content and be engaged and want to learn more about you, Father, that they would take that step, uh, that they would get plugged into uh, GMO's content that they would get plugged into their systems and get uh, plugged into disciple discipling uh, volunteer missionaries around the world, plugged into the local churches. Uh, Father, I pray that uh, all those engagements would um, turn into discipleship relationships, that they would become disciple makers, Father, that they would love you, uh, love others, and go and make disciples and respond to your or be obedient to your call and your command and your invitation. Father, we love you so much. I uh, pray for guidance and direction and clarity for Randy and his team, Father, that all these pain points, uh, these questions that they've got, the, um, you know, what, what next steps to take in some of these visionary ideas that they have uh, would become clear and that they would take those steps, that they would be bold to take those steps, that they would try new things, that they would, um, be innovative in this space, Lord. They are 
clearly innovating in big ways and uh, it's it's showing really cool results. And so I pray that they would continue to do that, that they would be bold in that, that they would um, that they, they would see fruit, Father, that uh, the ideas that you give them would would see uh, exponential fruit, Father, beyond what they had hoped or dreamed or thought possible, Father. Thank you for this ministry. Uh, thank you for their effectiveness, their accountability, and, and the amazing work that they're doing. And uh, just pray blessings on them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Randy, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, man, my pleasure. If you want to keep this uh, conversation going in the future, man, just let me know. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Will do. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.